You're very welcome to another episode of Play On with myself, Ashton O'Reilly. We took a trip across the pond to see what Liverpool GA is all about. We're here in Lanigan's Bar and I'm delighted to be joined by Kira and Lisa from John Mitchell's Ladies Football Team. Girls, you're very welcome. Thank you very much. Hi, Thanks to my So, Lisa, tell us a little bit about the club. Um, so, John Mitchell's was founded, the Ladies Club was founded in 2006 by a bunch of girls who went to Hope. Liverpool Hope University, John Murray's University, and had decided to stay after they graduated. And they played their first championship games and league games in 2007. And they went on in their first year to actually win the All-Britain Championship. Oh, wow. Um, and then progressed to the All-Britain, or the All-Ireland quarterfinal. But they lost out in that, but I thought it was a, a good achievement for the first year. Amazing, yeah. yeah so how does it work over here? Is there junior, intermediate, senior? So um, in Britain itself, it's a junior and intermediate competition. Um, every club that starts in Britain starts off junior. And if you win the junior championship, you progress, progress in then into the intermediate mm-hmm. championship. And so is there many clubs around you? You're intermediate now yourselves. Yeah. So is there many intermediate clubs around so here? So in the immediate area, there's three clubs, but we're the only intermediate club. Okay. We have to travel a bit far afield to play our games. Um Britain's divided into two sections for the championship. It's the north and the south. So ourselves, the Scottish teams and uh, the Birmingham teams are in one division. And then all the London clubs, intermediate clubs, are in the other. Oh, wow. So you could be travelling to the likes of Scotland. and Yep. We do a trip to Glasgow, Edinburgh and Birmingham every year. And then they return the favour. They come to Liverpool once a year as well. Yeah. And so would that take a good few hours? Do you get the bus, the train, or how does that all work? Both. <laughs> a bit of both. Um, bus um, is our least preferred option. The trains over here are quite uh, quite good, so we, we do prefer the train. So it's a, it's a nice journey up as a team, up and down when we get the train. A bit long-winded when yeah. we get the bus. <laughs> and then you get out and play the game then after all that. Yeah, we usually give ourselves about two, three hours like at the pitch in total. So we get there good and early to kind of stretch our legs after a long journey and then get onto the pitch, yeah. Jeez, fair play. <laughs> and so what are the facilities like then in John Mitchell's? Do you have a pitch or a club? Yeah, well, um, the council have given us um, the use of uh, a large part of the park um, and it's a gated park. So it's, we've got the pitch all year round um, with our goalposts. But in regards to facilities, we're not actually fortunate to have facilities, um, like changing rooms or anything like that. Um, however, the local school and the local um, sports club give us their changing facilities if we need them. So when teams come over or teams come down, we usually use their facilities, but it is something that we do miss yeah. a lot. No, yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> and so how does it work then with, like, do some years you have, like, a lot of players might be going to uni? And then you might come to next year and they might be finishing up or... Yeah, so um, the club has gone through big, like a few transitions in, in the 12, like 12 years it's mm-hmm. been established. Um, I'd say I played from the second year of went going in 2008. And from 2008 till I'd say 2014, it was the same group of people. Um, and then as people kind of either hit their mid-30s or have families then they move on and then the next group come in mm-hmm. we usually get graduates or people going into like girls going into full-time um, employment over here and we do a lot of our recruitment out of the universities so okay. that's usually it so it, it does 
has waves of transition of players you know each year you might have a handful will come and go and then every few years there's sometimes like a, a full turnaround of, uh, of, a, of the squad really so it depends and so like I've heard like in America like they bring some girls out and yeah. they maybe set them up for jobs and stuff like that does any of that ever happen here that you sort of bring players out for no, games or summers no not really because the incentive's not there to come out for a summer mm-hmm. to Liverpool um, yeah it's usually people who are settling down here or who have come to find work. The majority of our team are made up of physios, nurses, teachers. Yeah. Um, so that that is like mostly people who are coming from that type of employment. If if you are new to the team, that's usually the one one of the first few questions that you're asked. What's your job? Are you a teacher or working for the NHS? <laughs> so okay, good yeah. Job. <laughs> And so, homegrown players, is there a lot of girls that maybe, I know we have Kira here now, yeah. want to tell us all about your story. Like, there's a lot of girls that actually are born, bred from Liverpool. So, they are starting to break the barrier into our senior team now. And Kira's been playing since she was seven, eight, six, yeah. or six? No, eight. Eight, oh, eight. Six years, um, yeah. Two years ago, the first group of girls broke into the senior squad um, because they can play from under 16 level. Mm-hmm. So the underage started about 8 to 10 years ago. So we're now starting to reap the rewards of that. The, the older generation amazing, from yeah. the younger girls are now breaking into the team. So Kira will be starting yeah, the, the senior yeah. squad now Happy next days. year. Yeah. And Kira, so for you, how did you get involved then? If you're you're born and bred here in Liverpool, yeah. Well, my dad used to play when he was younger, so he wanted us to try it out. So me and my brother went along and just really liked what we did. Brilliant. And where's your dad from then? From Anna. Oh, good yeah. stuff. And where's your mum from? She's from. Um, she's born here, but her parents from India. Oh wow! So, yeah. That's where you get the lovely hair and everything from. <laughs> and so your dad played them back and from Anna, and you just yeah, thought he okay. tried to get you involved. Yeah. yeah. And you just loved it from the minute you yeah, started playing. Started playing. It was just really good fun. So and so back in school, like would your friends know what you? Yeah, they wouldn't have or... any idea what I was going on about. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Yeah. And would they come out and give it a go? Which I maybe some, some of my friends have come along and joined the team, but not many of them do. So oh. yeah, it's good. They're the ones that have come are really good. So. It's good for the team. Yeah. yeah. And would any of them play like maybe soccer and stuff? And they, yeah, quite a few oh, they do. play soccer and then football um, and then like hockey and things like that. We all play, so a bit of everything. Yeah. And do you play soccer at all or is um, it just... Yeah, cheap? I play a bit of soccer, a bit of hockey, a bit of everything. Oh, so I'm going to ask you now, what's your favourite sport? Gaelic football. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right answer. <laughs> and so what is your best achievement now so far? Um, lucky enough probably to go to four failures and just travel around Ireland competing in all of them. Did you say four? Four, yeah. Four. I went since I was around ten. Oh so, my yeah, god. Really young when I started. Jeez. So you yeah. must what age were you in your first one then? Ten I think. Ten. Yeah. So that was the year they changed yeah. the boundary of the ages. Okay. So it used to be eleven and we were just so lucky that the year Kira had turned ten, they actually dropped the age. Um, like the age four oh, so, so you got lucky then you got going yeah a nice little trip to Ireland yeah, there. It was good, yeah. <laughs> do you remember the counties that the Palos were on yeah we've been to Cavan Sligo Kerry and then is that it where was this year Sligo yeah. oh wow yeah. geez very good yeah. so the Palos are probably your your, yeah. your best memory yeah it's probably the crack with everyone yeah, going out good, playing yeah. all the games yeah mm-hmm. oh unreal and so did I hear as well you might have played in Crow Park 
yeah, already and you're only 14, is yeah. it? <laughs> Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, we played for the men's final at half time when I was really young when I first started. She played a half time then, that was really good. So the men's so, final? Yeah. So uh, like 80,000 people, like 82,000 yeah. people or more? Yeah. yeah. Wow. And so what was it like? Running out on it was nerve-wracking, but it was so fun. Just playing with everyone we knew, especially so it was good, yeah. And what is the hope then, like say for John Mitchell's? Is it to push on to senior level and? Um, well, in in Great Britain, we can't go to senior level here because um, oh, the clubs not here. But if we were to go back to Ireland and win the intermediate championship at home, you have to play the senior yeah, championship, so right. you would end up having no competition here. Um, but the hope for the club really is it's the growth of it. Mm. Um, when it was first started, it was just about providing football for the girls that were living in Liverpool, having starting families and keeping to your Irish rights. But as the years have gone on and a lot of the girls now have families, the focus is now on the underage as yeah. well as the senior Growing team. It. So it, it's a growth of the club really. Mm. So the whole aim every year when we set out is how we are actually getting underage amalgamated and like integrated into the senior team into the ladies team mm-hmm. um, and like how we grow our numbers at both the underage and the adult stage and um, we've been lucky some years where we've had an intermediate and a junior team because okay. our squad has been that big um, and like when when you have those years you're more successful as a club oh big time yeah yeah so you that's know. what we we strive for that every year yeah no yeah. definitely and so, would there be many teams then in Liverpool, even in the junior? And um, yeah, so we have a, a local rival. It's the Wolf Tones. Um, so they're a junior team here, mm-hmm. um, and like we, we do, we play them often. And um, we're fortunate that we have a lot of university teams. Although they're not in club championship, we get to play loads of friendlies with them, and so you get an extra games and yeah. have a bit of fun as well. So you get like for their their season sort of ends as ours is starting, mm-hmm. so you have them games as well which is really good and Lisa for you so you were the chairwoman there previous yes I was uh, taking time out because <laughs> of the baby yeah but yeah chairperson for the club now for I think four or five years can't remember um, but it was it was like a really good job to do because I got injured playing Gaelic football okay. so I stopped playing for a few years in 2014 um, and decided to go into that side of it because I wanted to keep involved and that's when I started to coach Kira. Yeah. Um, oh wow because I had more time in my hands not playing the games I, I got involved with the underage which was very well established at that point anyway mm-hmm. so I just went in as a volunteer and then took on the chairperson role and I really actually enjoyed that side of it I didn't didn't go out to think I would yeah but fair play because a lot really of work did. goes in yeah there is but there's a really good team of girls because they're all so dedicated and making the club such a success you know we've got a good group of girls there that are always on board to help which is brilliant so by no means was I on my own I had a really good team behind me helping me out so brilliant yeah good stuff yeah definitely so we're here in Langans, Danielle. Is this place you'd always come now with the girls on nights out? Yeah, this is the second home over in Liverpool. Yeah. So, yeah, we're in here. We're in here more often than we should be, to be honest. <laughs> but it's a great bar. And is the community spirit brilliant here in Liverpool? Uh, yeah, yeah. So Lanigan's, um, there's loads of Irish bars in, Atlanta, in uh, Liverpool, but Lanigan's just uh, just really welcoming to kind of any Gaelic teams over here. Um, help us out, sponsor us with loads of like kits um, mm. and extra bits that we need during the year. And, God, I guess we pay them on the, on the weekends when we're yeah. in here but um, 
it's a great atmosphere the whole time. There's loads of Irish music going on, and uh, you get it, get crowds in every every Friday, Saturday, Sunday. To be honest, so. and for you yourself, you're the chairwoman now of the club. Yes, that's a big job yeah. to take as well as you're playing as well at the same time. Yeah, I mean, but we've, I've got a great committee as well, so we all we all put a bit into it, um, and we've all. <laughs> no, you're okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we, I've got a great committee behind me, um, and we all kind of want to see the club succeed as well. So we do put those extra hours in and that, but it's quite easy when there's lots, lots of you wanting to to help out and get yeah. it done. So, yeah. And so, where did you? You came from screen, wasn't it? Me, right beside me, <laughs> right beside you. <laughs> yeah. So we didn't even yeah. know. So yeah. we're neighbours. Yeah. We must have played against each other in many yeah. rivalry games. Probably definitely did. <laughs> um, yeah. So I grew up in screen. Um, came over here ten years ago. Um, I went to university up in Sunderland. Was there for four years, hence the strange accent now that's yeah. starting to appear. You have a bit of a twang. Uh, I think it was gone after about a year. I've been over here, um, and then I moved down to Liverpool six years ago for a job, um, and I've been here ever since. So ten years in the UK. Wow! And so yeah. in that ten years, how important has the GA been for you to? Uh, it's been make well, friends. Yeah, actually, um, when I first moved over in Sunderland, there wasn't there was no Gaelic scene, um, so I ended mm. up just playing soccer up there, and like it was great. I, again, just sport in general, like gives you kind of a social life and especially moving over to a new country and that it's a, it's a really easy way to kind of make friends mm-hmm. um, and get those kind of, yeah, those friendships going and social groups that you're not just sat in by yourself all the time. Um, so yeah, I played soccer up there and then when I got the opportunity to come down to Liverpool um, for a job, I, I jumped at it. I was down here within three weeks of getting the job um, and having a Gaelic club here is just, it's been great. I loved Gaelic growing up and like paid, paid for screen obviously, paid for me underage and that, so I really missed it when I wasn't playing. Um, so getting back into it was was just great. I think I was down at a session within a week of being in Liverpool. <laughs> uh, I continued playing soccer as well, so I did both sports for a number of years. Um, but the Gaelic scene, you can't you can't beat it, especially meeting so many mm-hmm. people. And we're um, we're lucky, I guess, here in Liverpool that there is so many Irish people, mm-hmm. and it's it's very diverse. It's like you got people from the south of Ireland, but you've also got a lot of people from the north of Ireland as well. So even making those sort of connections and friendships has, yeah. been, has been brilliant being here. And you do get a lot of people from the north because they go to university here. It's sort of easier for them to go to university maybe over here in Liverpool, yeah, Manchester. Yeah, exactly. I think like some of the girls probably explain it a little bit better than yeah. I will. But yeah, because I guess being in the UK and stuff, they can, they can come across and um, there's more courses on offer here. We've got three really good universities here in Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't pick up the University of Liverpool too much, even though I work there. Um, oh yeah, dude. Got, so what are you doing now? Um, I'm a sport development officer. So oh, brilliant. I, yeah, I run our performance sport programme. So I'm lucky enough to be in a job that I love and yeah. like within sport. And uh, yeah, I, I work with some great students. So my main job is um, with elite athletes that come over and they're on sports scholarships and come to, uh, to the university. So it's, a, it's an interesting, diverse job. But then playing Gaelic alongside it and playing sport, um, I play rugby as well. So Jeez, I, you're um, flat out. Where yeah. do you get the time? <laughs> I don't know, actually. <laughs> and when I'm, not, when I'm not doing any of them, I'm in here. Um, but yeah, so the other two universities, Hope and John Moores, attract a lot of Irish people, a lot of Northern Irish people. Mm-hmm. Um, courses such as teaching, um, sports studies, sports science, and yeah. nursing is a huge one over here. So a lot of the girls um, that play with us are nurses as well. So we are really lucky, I guess, to have those universities here in the city centre that mm-hmm. they do attract kind of a huge cohort of Irish people. Yeah. Um, and you find a lot of them come for the three, four years at uni and then they don't leave. They never leave. Which is great, yeah. Sort of what happened to yourself. So, yeah. Exactly what happened to me. <laughs> and so do you see a difference from when you first started playing here for John Mitchell's to where it's at now? Um, yeah, I think six years ago when I first started, it was um, it was a good solid group there. Um, but I now, six years later, I'm probably one of five maybe left of that, that, that first initial wow. group. So I'm somehow six years later one of like the old girls left in the club and that. So it's, that's really interesting because we get yeah. like lots of new people in. Um, mm-hmm. 
you'll, you'll be talking to one of the girls, Shona. She's been here since since I've been here as well. So she's one of that initial group. But it's great. It, it's great to see people come in, feel at home, play with us, and then leave. Um, and obviously, it's sad seeing them leave. But you make friendships like for life then, because yeah. and they could be back home in Ireland. They, a lot of them go over to the Middle East and work over there for a couple of years. But then you see them come back to Liverpool in two or three years. So yeah. a girl I started with six years ago um, just rejoined again this year after five years of being away. So it's brilliant. Really make friends yeah. for life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, Marty, listening here to Danielle. So she's talking about the last few years yeah. for yourself. You came over here in what year was it? Oh, good Lord, a lifetime ago. <laughs> yeah, I, came, I kind of left Monaghan in the, late, in the mid-80s, 1984. And obviously went to London, which was a huge... Football in London really wasn't that much different than I've been at home mm-hmm. because it's so vast and there was such a large contingent of clubs. And the standard was pretty good up there as well. So the, as a 2000 and, was 2003, I left London and actually arrived in Liverpool in 2006. Brilliant. So, and so you report on the games themselves for the Irish World? I would do the match reports for the Irish World that are based in the North West or the North, and across the Leeds, yeah. whatever, whatever they take us. <laughs> so you've seen, obviously, then John Mitchell's from years ago to now. Are they pushing on? <laughs> yeah, I actually I actually tied my arrival in Liverpool quite well because the John Mitchell's men had just been reformed after... Going out, going out of existence for a few years, right? And and it just it on the men's side, it just uh, it exploded in ten years of just total domination. You know, two All Ireland club finals, yeah, five All Britons, some like I think eight Lancashire titles in that ten years. But uh, I mean, before that, they had to travel to Manchester to play to get a mm-hmm. game. So, but I think what helped them actually was I think Danielle touched on it there was the universities here mm-hmm. now hope. Generally regarded as one of the top teaching universities in, in Britain, yeah. And obviously, John Moores and, and Liverpool Uni itself have excellent reputations. Yeah. Now, some people probably came for those reasons. I think I've met quite a few people in Liverpool that came to study here because they wanted to go to games at Anfield every Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good reason. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's been a fantastic. And then the ladies joined up. It's been a similar, similar roller coaster. I mean, twenty seventeen was so close. It was agonising. Tell us about that a bit. Was that a thing, wasn't it? Yeah. So twenty seventeen, we won the All Britain final, um, mm-hmm. and we'd been close. I think in the what four years, maybe I'd been here previous. We'd gotten to either the semi or the final every time, and just fell short. Um, we have a we just have a strange game when it comes to playing Edinburgh. Um, we could beat them in championship in the, the previous games, and then it comes to the final and we fall apart for some reason. It was just oh, always a fight. We just could, we couldn't break them down. Um, and then we fought, we won uh, won the All Britain, and honestly, it was it was an incredible feeling. It, yeah. it was what we built up to for ages. And then so winning the All Britain here means you then go into an, an intermediate level. You go into um, the All Ireland Junior Junior is it quarter final quarter final yeah. yeah. Um, and we came up against Latin, who are from Monaghan. Who are Monaghan, Monaghan. and Ulster champions. Oh, yeah. God, mate, yeah. who were you up for there? I had, I had, I had trust me, I, even though it was a neighbouring parish of mine, I had no divided loyalties. Yeah. Oh, and it was, it was a great, great, um, like, game. and Which probably should have won. Yeah, maybe. and we should have won oh, it. Really? And we have a huge Monaghan contingency within the club as well, as like players and that. Um, and the day itself was such a great occasion because we had an Irish team coming over. Yeah. They think they maybe thought they were going to have a bit of an easy game playing against us um, and we lo- loads of I've never seen so many fans out on the sideline of our pitch here in Liverpool yeah. um, unfortunately it came down to the last kick of the game and uh, they managed to score a goal oh, in li- like the last play to be honest so broke our hearts um, we rebuilt came back then last year um, I think we got to the semi-final last year maybe and tried again this year but we've had a, we've had a strange maybe two years since that final yeah, where 
We've had but a lot of players, a lot of kind of um, the older, more experienced players have left us. So we're this year we had to look at regrouping and starting mm-hmm. from the beginning. We've brought in a lot of like university players, so 20, 21 years old. Um, and it's great, but it does mean that we have to we have to take this year as kind of a, a building year and look yeah. to next year then to go on and kick on and, and hopefully do better again. Yeah, and no doubt you as well. Yeah, well. And so, Marty, for you, you came over here obviously a, a long time ago. What was your story for getting get leaving and coming over here to London and then to Liverpool? <laughs> well, it's a funny thing. I, uh, at the time, I was working in a factory and I just a few of my friends had left. And it, it was a bad time in the early 80s for work-wise. And I just had to ask myself, did I want to be standing in, 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 working in a factory yeah. for the rest of my life? And I thought the answer was no. So I thought I'd, I just, it's best for me to get out and explore. And there was, there's always home to go back to. Always yeah. has been. Was but the troubles in that going on at the time when you were leaving? Well, the troubles were at their peak, but thankfully they didn't encroach too often into Mona. And obviously we yeah. had Clonus and, and we'd have the odd shenanigans around the border. Mm. And, and we had bombs in Monaghan when I was a kid, like in the 70s as well. But they didn't. The only ex- troubles I really experienced, I used to go down to listen to ski a lot, basically for, for parts of my old banger of a Volkswagen gun. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes you would get stopped by the wrong regiment, you could get a lot of grief. But that's mm. uh, Twitchwood, that was the only. Yeah, that's it. And so you come over and, geez, you're here years now and this is home to you now? Well, as I often said, I left. When I left London, I was planning to go home. And I came, I came to Liverpool and found home. Oh, God, so, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that, that about sums it up, yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. And so, will you go out to the games now? How does it work for you? How does your year work? Well, un- unfortunately, because we tend to, because we're a bit isolated up here, and to be fair, our newspaper depends on its va- wider population of London, Birmingham, Manchester, mm-hmm. for, for to keep its head above waters. You know yourself, the newspaper industry is, is, yep. is in a tricky place at the minute. Mm-hmm. We, we wouldn't get as much space here for league matches or anything, but we, we do uh, give it extensive coverage when the championship starts. Yeah. Now, that in itself, we only have three senior clubs in the championship. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we have a problem with numbers up in this part. Mm-hmm. And actually, probably one of the other difficulties uh, uh, Danielle touched on, turnover. Yeah. Both the men's team and then the ladies. And yeah. The, number, the turnover in players we have is... It's just incredible. Because they're at university, maybe, or and then they they're finished their course and they might head they're on home. Somewhere. Yeah, they head home or they'll stay maybe for a year or two. Yeah. But then you also have... Off um, to Dubai. And, yeah, yeah. They go off, yeah, exactly. Go off to the Middle <laughs> East. But we, we also then have a problem over here where... Oh, I shouldn't say problem, but where players come over and they're tied to their clubs at home and they have this kind of allegiance to clubs at home that they don't... Yeah, they, they and want to so play at home that they can go home for exactly. their games. You've got clubs and counties at home playing... Sorry, paying for them to go home, so... Um, they could play a couple of league games, but come championship, then we we might lose some of our best players because they're they're tied into yeah. their home club that they want to play championship with, and and that's fully understandable as well. If you come from a good club at home and they don't want to let you go, and especially university students because they know that they'll probably be returning home this summer and stuff. Yeah, um, it is it's a difficult one for us to for either the men's or the women. Like, does it is there any like sort of I don't know, going on in America a little bit where there might be like some offers that like, we'll get you these jobs and we'll set you up for accommodation. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Here, someone coming? Or? Yeah, I think in the, men, the men's side, Marsh, over the, the men's yeah. side, definitely. Over the last two summers, quite a few lads have went off. I mean, Shea Cadden went off this year. Yeah. And two or three others. Right. Now, we're lucky that our championship is late. They'll probably be back. Yeah. They do generally get back in mm-hmm. time. But half the time, they'll come back injured or t- two or three of them have never come back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I know this is what happens, yeah. Again, it's a problem. You could just, I mean, give an example, 2009, John Mitchell's were lost the All Ireland Junior Club final by a point to Pro Park. Mm. 
next year they didn't get the half. There was about five or six of the team gone. Yeah. yeah and, and we struggled to get out of Lancashire. This is it. It's, it's, it's a struggle when you, you are away from Ireland. Yeah. You know, you don't have that. Like, your club at home is everything to you. You know, you're loyal to your club. You, yeah. you know, you don't go anywhere else. No. But obviously, when you're away and... I think we're going through a bit of a change now, maybe in the last kind of couple of years, we've noticed that um, girls are setting up home here, so yeah. this is their home and they do become passionate about playing for John Mitchells. Um, we are, we're really proud of our <coughs> underage section that we have going here um, in Lancashire, across like Manchester and here, we've got so many girls and, and boys out playing Gaelic yeah. and it's incredible to see on a Saturday morning down at our pitch from 10 in the morning through till 1 or 2. There's every age group out, and you see more and more numbers turning that's up amazing, every Saturday. Homegrown players, homegrown that's what players, you need. exactly. Well, that's what we're about and they're, now, yeah, yeah, and they're going to grow up like knowing John Mitchell's as their that's club, the and yeah, yeah, and you get like these these kids are scouts. They're from Liverpool, but they're playing Gaelic football from five, six years old, yeah. and that's great to see building over here. And I think like Lancashire itself as a county can be really proud of that. So we've oh, been with the underage section. Yeah. We've also got county squads then that... Um, yeah, so how does all the county in? squads work then for Lancashire? Um, yeah, so within Lancashire, it's, uh, basically it's the Manchester and the Liverpool teams mostly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and unfortunately, so I, I've, I've, me and a couple of girls have played for the Lancashire squad in the mm-hmm. last couple of years, but this year we, um, I guess both ourselves here in Liverpool and over Manchester, we are going through kind of players leaving and stuff like that. So yeah. we decided not to concentrate on county level, but the men's county team, put out get out team, play yeah. the likes of... You, Scotland's enter as like um, a county team, even though it's, it's its own country. Yeah, and you've got London, who are very strong at county mm-hmm. level. And um, but you've got loads of different counties now popping up across the UK, like Gloverts, Hertfordshire, mm-hmm. um, and they're all putting out county squads. And that's kind of just showing the kind yeah. of numbers, the participation numbers within counties that they can actually bring bring a good squad like that together. Oh, it's amazing! Yeah, yeah. but uh, see, well, even even with the men, Daniel, it's it's very hard to get commitment. Yeah, I was at three, I think three county games this summer. It was three completely different teams <laughs> for like playing for Lancashire. Right. Oh, just, so just they, a, it's a quick turnover. It's, no, it's just whoever's available. It's a lot, a lot of lads yeah. work on a Saturday. And games tend to be on Saturdays. The yeah. right. Especially especially if it's like a Kilkenny coming over from Ireland yeah. or Scotland. They don't want to be travelling down Sunday because mm-hmm. they'll be working Monday morning. So the games have to be Saturday. Oh, it's not easy, no. But no, I, I, literally three matches Lancashire had literally three different lineups of virtually most of the team. Yeah. It's just whoever could be got out. I think one so. big one big thing as well that we have here that maybe doesn't isn't at home is that a, a lot of kind of uh, our players are teachers and nurses. Probably they're probably the main two professions that you come across, especially in, in ladies football. Mm-hmm. And over here, you get six weeks off as a teacher in the summer. So those girls, Irish girls, they're either going to go traveling for those six weeks or they're going back to Ireland for yeah. the six weeks. So we have a massive issue come I think it's mid July straight through to yeah. the first of September where we can't play games. You can't, or if we do have games scheduled, you have to beg. And say to players like, please don't put your holidays and don't go home at that time. Or if you are back in Ireland, come back and play, mm-hmm. um, because they're obviously working all year and they know they've got those six weeks and that's a chance for them to go back home or to go off on the holidays. Yeah, and stuff as well. But and then for you, Danielle, now is this home? Hard <laughs> <laughs> question. Um, yeah, I think it's home. I think it's home. Uh, I'm happy here. Um, and I mean, I lo- obviously I love love going back and. I'd, uh, I'd always go back to me as much as I can. Up the Royals. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't particularly lo- love my accent back there, but uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I'll go, like, got great family, great friends like, at home, so, and then I went to school in Ashburn, so yeah. I've got, not just got a screen, I've got Ashburn down the road, and um, yeah, I have friends for life at home, but 
Um, again, living here, they they've got summer to come over, come over and stay. It's and so fast, it's a good, it's a good yeah. weekend out here as well. So. Oh my god, yeah, we're seeing um, it already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So provided I I always have a job that I love, I'll be staying here. I think. Brilliant. Definitely. Well, thanks so much for joining us today. Showing it for yourself then. So, what's your involvement then with John Mitchell's? Um, I've been in the team. I can't. I don't even know how many years, but. I basically, I try to be involved and try to play football. So at the moment, I'm playing keeper. I've sort of been around different positions. Um, but I'm also on the committee, so I do, like, the social media, PRO. Oh, yeah, things. perfect. So, yeah, I try and advertise it with a little bit of humour every so often. Yeah, so check out your Instagram. Yeah. Give it a plug there. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah that's it, sort of like. Um, yeah. So when did you come over here then to Liverpool? Uh, came over the year of 2008. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I came over and went to Hope University, played a game of football there. And the first year we were here, uh, we won the All Britain. We got a bit of a reputation in our first year as, where's these ones going? Because it was all serious, like football over here. And we just liked a good drink. So. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah, that's all right, so long as you're winning. But we actually won that year, which was fantastic. Like, But it was just really, really good to be involved in it. And it sort of developed from there, really. Yeah. And so, Ashling, then for yourself, what's your story? How long are you over here? Well, we were originally arch enemies. Oh, from <laughs> clubs back home? For, she played for Hope and I played for Oh, John here, Rose. yeah. So <laughs> that's where, that was my reason why I came here, was um, at university. I came over. After a year year out in Australia, I decided to come to John Moore's. Mm-hmm. Um, I was the second one of my family to come over. Um, never thought I would come, but I eventually did make it over. Um, and yeah, it was just one of those. Once once Liverpool's got you, it hooks you. The first time I came, I didn't think I liked it. And I didn't think I'd ever stay as long as I have stayed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've enjoyed every single moment that I've been here. and. I think it does centre around a lot with the football. Football is the heart of being here because you wouldn't stay if you didn't enjoy it and football is part of the enjoyment. And if there wasn't GA in Liverpool, would you be here? No. I don't no? Think so, I don't no. think so, no. I, I, it's the reason, like, literally, whenever I come over, my dad was counting down the years as to, oh, so two more years, one more no, year, no. and then I was like, I'm not ready to come home, and I could hear his heartbreak. Oh, like, God, it's hard, like, yeah. But I was just like, I love it here, like, I love the football. It's something that, like, teams over here, it's a little bit different from home. Like, you've got a family of 32 counties of Ireland, essentially, mm-hmm. and you don't know what's going to come up, so it's exciting, sort of like. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's 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 hard to get away me 11 years later, like, I'm stuck. <laughs> it is, it's always that awkward question when you go home, someone goes, so next year you're coming home, and you're sort of like, uh, well, I'll do another year. Yeah. <laughs> so just keep year. saying that, another year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so at the moment then you, you don't plan to go back no no no. this is home yeah no, no. I've got a really good job as well like so I wouldn't get the same opportunity at home yeah um, so I just started it in when was it June yeah June and um, so yeah like I wouldn't get the same opportunities mm-hmm. quite frankly at home and you want to stay here for the experience of work and stuff yeah. like that so although it's the football like you got to think about work of course well, yeah like, mm-hmm. so but yeah. you also incorporate it into your job because I'm a primary school teacher mm-hmm. and in our school we actually have um, Cahal Harkin, he referees a lot of the ladies football teams across 
all of Lancashire and for the down as far as London last week for the All Britain final. Oh, wow, yeah. Um, he works in my school and he started up the club within our school working. Um, oh, so in the, the school you. T- oh, wow. Club. And what age is it? It's just whoever wants to join in. Mm-hmm. Um, it is one of those things that it's it's still developing and schools, whenever the first year of Gaelic, they just see this rough sport. They don't see yeah. that it's actually non-contact. Yeah. <laughs> they only Sometimes. see one side to it. So it's, it's getting other people on board and showing how for the underage there is other ways of learning the sport rather mm-hmm. than just the adult version of what you might see on TV and people don't actually understand the game all the time yeah. so it's actually educating people on, on on the game and how it's played and the kids just love it if you bring a game because I always have to do a day in school where you bring a football in mm-hmm. or something that it, it kind of gives you an identity and I always bring a Gaelic football and um, they'd say well what, what's it for why do you always wear that jumper and I'm like oh, that's a sport I play and then they were like, will you teach us how to play it? And they're just, they're really enthusiastic all the mm. time. And again, it's that grassroots, trying to get the grassroots in. Yeah. Mm. And if we can get it into more primary schools over here, then it's obviously going exactly. to develop the sport because really the skills are there in other ways through different sports. So mm-hmm. it is about developing and making sure that that skills are transferred over from yeah, other sports some of the into girls. the Gaelic football team. Some of the I girls. Um, used to work in a special aid school as well. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like, a lot of the sports coaching within the school, like, all types of sports. And then, like, they came to me knowing that I played Gaelic football. So we're like, you know, can you teach them something different? Like, teach the kids Gaelic football. And obviously that was a massive challenge because you've got kids with all sorts <laughs> of special needs. Um, but, like, literally anybody can have a go. Like, do you know what I mean? So I think a lesson over here that I try to hammer home as... It doesn't take a fantastic player to play Gaelic football. What's important is the group of people that are around you. Yeah. Somebody might not get a starting position with a team, but like they could be so, so important to the club. And that's what makes a club feel like a family sort of a thing. So that's it's it. sort of like, you know, mm-hmm. like it's, it's just sort of if somebody's interested, get them involved. But that's always been my sort of ethic about it. It's so important sport. because like there is so many other yeah. opportunities other than just playing themselves. Like there is the PRO, you know, and yeah. um, if you wanted like selectors, managers helping out with Country the underage, yeah, there's so many opportunities. And I think, I think you only as well realize these things maybe when you get a bit older and you start to notice around you the amount of work that goes yeah, on, it's and you're like, whoa, and maybe you, you know, it will be us one day that's maybe taking over the, the manager roles and stuff like that or selector. And you think, God, the amount of work and effort. Like the manager, I always say, the manager's never not a train. And you might see a few of the girls texting, I can't go, I've this or that. The manager's always there. See, it's, it's mad how much and it, effort goes in. You never see how much effort's needed even from the manager's mm. side because you always can see yourself as being able to do it. But someone yeah. that starts from the grassroots up, you're mm. literally starting with people with no skill yeah. and you have to somehow get oh, them to that experience. And it's that alone is a skill. Yeah, no, definitely. So it's... It it's hard, difficult, it's but difficult. that's what I think the Mitchells is really trying to develop over the last few years is yeah. gaining that experience because we have had people here whose the foundations has been built, mm-hmm. but over time we're going to have to be the people that build it and it is the people staying on for those mm-hmm. years that has to come forward now and it has to start to build that confidence to push forward and we are going through that transition quite a bit. Yeah, well I'd say our club now at the moment it's under like there's new people coming in all the time so we're 
quite frankly, under developments. Like, was it two years ago? I can't remember. Two, three years ago, we won all Britain. So mm -hmm. we were like looking at us, the best team within Britain, which we believe we are. However, we're under development at the moment. And literally any game we go out to play, nobody sort of knows positioning, things like that there. Okay. So it's just sort of like working towards the future again. Mm -hmm. And it but, is a different game to home. Yeah. It's not... How does it differ game, maybe on the pitch then? I think too is we do like like we've got Cahal Harkin who's our main referee for every game, but apart from him, we don't have the training of referees every year, so there isn't that consistency in the training yeah. sessions or the games. So it that's really one thing that I think is a big letdown for ourselves. We rely on Cahal right. to be available all the time, um, but equally I think the rules sometimes differ. Yeah, a little bit. So when it's, you go, home, it's a lot rougher to yeah. play a Gaelic couple over here. Whereas mm -hmm. we went home to play in the All Ireland Sevens there recently yeah. in September, and like whenever we started out for our first couple of games, like fouls are going against, and I just turned to like some of the girls on the bench because they're complaining. I was like, at the end of the day, we're fouling, like as in you get away with it in Britain, but you don't get away with it. Yeah, do you think but, that's down to the refereeing and stuff here? They um, might be. Maybe not as strict. Well, it's 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 hard over here, like, cause it's like nobody particularly wants to do refereeing. Like, it's a difficult job. However, mm -hmm. there's a lot more that goes. Like, it's not the same element of home. But yeah, there, there is a rough aspect. Cause I remember the first time my younger sister when she was joining, and we went to the Great um, Great Britain University, University of Great Britain. What was that? Championship? No, the University. The Old Britain yeah. Championship. And um. I remember saying to her, I goes, you know, if you don't go in for the tackle and you aren't strong enough, you're going to get injured. Mm. And she just said to me, oh, that's not, that's not going to happen. But she's like a little rock riler. So yeah. whenever she gets going and someone hits her, she plays her best game. And she got the first stunt and that was her. She was gone. She was like, right. And like, she needed that sort of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it like so it's, it's a bit more physical then. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. Right, okay. So you, um, you do have to, you have to go in. It's... Geez, that could come home. Yeah. Like I wouldn't mind a bit of that back home. Like, <laughs> yeah. geez, no. the refs are blowing the whistles every minute. But Very frustrating. Yeah, we do sometimes get a lot of injuries. Every year, I tend to get injured. And <laughs> <laughs> me with a sore back right now. <laughs> it's not the hamstring; it's calves. <laughs> oh God, I know. But yeah, I know. No matter where we go, like no matter what competition we play in, we seem to get a little bit of attention sometimes. And Why is that though? Girls being girls, we quite <laughs> like it. Um, <laughs> No, like as in people sort of make an assumption, I think sometimes, thinking that, oh, this club's from Liverpool, expecting us to be sort of like Scousers. And right, yeah. It's like, no, we're actually Irish. And yeah, we've got a few English playing amongst the team, which is great to have them on board. Mm -hmm. But um, you find that people standing around watching the games, they always sort of have a little, you know, supporting the underdog well, we sort of thing. Yeah. That's nice what I'm thinking of. a little lady and she was doing the scorekeeping for the game and she's like, I had Jesus as my favourite at the start of the game. <laughs> she goes, yes, we're here last year and she was the same person last year and I had, I had I thought last year you said have it but this year I think you're in with a real chance and oh, she was good. really, she was just supportive, mm. you know, all the time we got, because we got really close this year, we were runners up. And she was really supportive of us. And you could see that she wanted us to do really yeah. well. Because maybe you're the underdogs. Like, it's like much like yeah. referees, officials were just like, like you are a really, really good team. Like it's as if they're sometimes shocked by the standard of yeah. football that we're playing at. 
so it's just like really really good to hear that feedback to be knowing that although you're away from home that something's mm-hmm. going right across the border like to know yeah. what I mean so but it is nice because I went home a few months ago and I had John Mitch's bag on the aircraft and someone tapped and was like is that your bag up above the Mitch's bag and I was like yeah it is and she was the underage she was a parent uh, of the underage because yeah. my son goes out every Saturday to the underage so it was just nice to know that our name is known and yeah and it's a community city. and they're yeah. all one you don't you know you get a flight back to ireland but quite often you wouldn't people would see the bag but wouldn't really make any comments mm. on it but immediately she just associated someone with that i didn't have any gear on me mm. other than the bag but she was able to associate so it was just that again that friendly home feeling yeah. that you were getting and would any of you ever aspire to push on to try and get on the Lancashire County team or is that I any hope? I think it's something that they do need to get up and going again. Looking at the success from London this uh, year. Pre- previous years they've done really, really well. Um, and it sort of has flopped the whole team side of things. But it would be brilliant because like, the standard of football here is like sometimes people are quite shocked at how good it is. So <laughs> it would be really good to get that going. However, you need a lot of volunteers over here and it can be quite difficult to get people to group together sometimes yeah and it's not the same element as home essentially because you've got everybody like catering to the needs whatever Mm -hmm. but it's even going down to like fundraising things like that like you walk out into liverpool and people are like what's that like do you know what i mean i know at least you're educating them on what Mm -hmm. the sport is sort of a thing or they'd be like, oh, that's that sport from Sky Sports. Like, Oh, so yeah, so Sky Sports, has that helped in bringing on the game? Has, do people over here watch Yeah, it people more are now? like, oh, that's that rough sport on oh, Sky Sports. The right. Irish one, you're all mad. having so many Irish places within the city now. It's helped as well. Because every, every so often you hear of another place opening up. Yeah. Like I know Owen Mulligan has opened up a new pub recently um, up by Concert Square. And again, that's another one within Concert Square, the main hub of where people go whenever they come to visit Liverpool. Yeah. Which is showing yet again sports and it's not just the men's sport it is publicizing the women's sport which is what we need a lot more of is the publicizing of women's sport yeah. because everything else even in the soccer and that it's starting to boom so why shouldn't we be starting to excel at the same to be way? honest with Definitely. you though i'd say if our ladies team played the men's team we'd potentially beat them wouldn't yeah. we <laughs> here we, we go a few times and we were like we, we have an invite now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair our men a few years ago actually done really really well and played in pro park i'm not sure if yeah you know, of that no i've seen yeah yeah i know they've done really really but well funny like, enough, it's funny when you watch a men's football because sometimes you're just like do we play like that? Do we really play like that? And then similar, I'd say they probably say the same thing about us. It's yes. just, it's funny when you watch back, and that's what it's nice too. Like last week, the men's were in the final one, wasn't it? Up in um, up in obedience, and we all travelled up to support the men. Oh, that's so nice. That's, yeah, so you yeah. do have that. That's sort of yeah, sense of yeah, it's yeah. a real sense of sort of community. Yeah. Um. Then we have like fundraisers happening different sort of areas within mm. the city. So the Irish Centre as well. Um, it plays it's, a big yeah, part of it. It's, it always does. Like it always sort of. It's the cares. Irish dancing yeah. is in it. It's really. It's all about the culture, and mm-hmm. you can see that every county's represented in it because they even have the jerseys along the side of it that used to be in Pope's. Yeah. Um, Pope yeah, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, and it's one of those things that it's sort of always. It's, it is the hub because we have our meetings, we chair all our meetings there. Yeah. Um, and they're very, they're very good too, the ladies team as well. And if I had to ask you both for a proudest moment so far with John Mitchells, what would it be? Well, for me, it's definitely win the All-Britain Championship. Um, 
we got through to the quarterfinal of the All Ireland, but unfortunately, you know, uh, friend duties came up, and I needed to go back home for one of the girls get married, so I wasn't actually there for the occasion. But like within John Mitchell's, that um, All British Championship was never ever won, so we had essentially made history. Like so, amazing. That's like feeling you'll never forget. No, never ever. Never. <laughs> Unreal. I think Ashley. for me, I've only been here about two seasons now mm. with with Mitchell's. Mine probably was a Glasgow game last year because it was a really tough struggle the entire game. It was point for point, and we had many. We had a really bad injury. One of our main players had got really bad injury during the game, and we were like, "How are we going to come back? Like, there's literally it's a draw game here. What are we going to do?" And we just dug deep. We really dug deep, pulled it together, and we ended up coming out on top. And it was one of those kind of like. We we've got this. If we want it, we've got it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was one of I think that that put us through then to the semi final, which like for me it was I came off the highlight for you. you felt you gave everything. You, yeah, you did. You came off. You knew you had to do it for the person that had to go to hospital. You know, yeah. It was that. It was a tough game, and you felt like I've gave it all. Mm-hmm. Where's that accent from? It's from from Anna. Well. I try and keep people same in the west of Ireland. I'm not so far down by the west, but <laughs> really. Um, on the border of Donegal, so down by Garson in County Fermanagh. So, yeah. Brilliant. And tell us a little bit about coming over here to Liverpool. Yeah, so I moved over in 2014, so it would have been just over five years now. Um, I moved over for university, and yeah, I'm still here now, but yeah, loving it. Um, just such a great city. You know, I moved over on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't really know anyone when I came over. I just heard there was loads of Irish, and it was great crack, so yeah. you know, I thought, forget it, will move over. See what happens. <laughs> yeah. And so you played then with the in the university? Yeah, so I went to John Murs, and I was randomly put into student halls, and four of the girls I was living with was from Ireland. Mm-hmm. So we see, we went to the Freshers' Fair, and I was like, look, we'll sign up, play a bit of Gaelic, thinking, you know, it'll all be good crack, but... Um, I was just a mighty crack, you know, yeah. going out. Um, it's just where I made like my real friends and could just socialise and, you know, it's just, it was so good just being able to, it's a different side of like, you know, going to uni and stuff and just being able to have the crack with everyone. Yeah, yeah, big time. Yeah. And so then you, did you go on to join John Mitchell's that year or did you? Um, yeah, so I actually took, um, so I didn't, I've only joined John Mitchell's this year, so this is my mm-hmm. first year playing. Um, I went to America for one summer um, and I played a bit of football out there, but I only joined this year mm-hmm. because there's a girl at home um, who played for the girls, Shona McGonagall. Um, she's like, come on out, it'll be a bit <laughs> of crack, Rashi, yeah. you know, you may as well come out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I only joined this year and it's been it's just been so good, you know, brilliant. Just love it. And you were sal- telling me that you're living with a few of the girls now. Yeah, yeah. So it's mad what the GA can I know, do. <laughs> you know. Um, so the season only started there, I'd say, in February or March and I didn't really know any of the girls, only one of them. Mm-hmm. So I went out and... Yeah, just one thing led to another, and one of the girls was actually moving home and going travelling, and there was a spare room, so I was like, look, forget I'll move in with you. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's great crack, it really is, you know, just living back with, like, girls again and stuff, mm. it's just been, it's been really nice, so I've been living them now, with them, sorry, for two months, so. Brilliant. And we're here in Lanigan, so what's the crack like? Do you be out here oh, on nights geez. out, or I heard you might be the one now to get the party going. <laughs> I don't know how much I should tell you. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. <laughs> no, it is great crack. Like usually it is when there's football on. Really, any excuse, you know. It's really on a Sunday when everyone's dying or hungover, <laughs> and we come in and watch the football, especially when the Gaelic or hurling was on. Um, and then you have music from the likes of Shea Doolan and um, the rest of the fellas. It's just 
great crack, you know. Yeah. Especially with the Irish change, you know, we all be laughing about the place. I'd say like <laughs> a few of the bounces there, don't be too happy. Us up on tables and the whole lot. Trying I know. To get a <laughs> Every unreal. weekend. Oh right, okay. Yeah. So tell us about that. <laughs> <laughs> you have the fear on the Monday. That's all. <laughs> and so the Lanigans here are sponsoring us this year, or they sponsored um, your kit anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they've been really, really good to us. So they have. So um. I suppose we started coming in a lot over the summer or after games mm. and I suppose it was just because it's like right in the city centre, it was brilliant crack, you know, it's just a really good atmosphere in Lanigan's, um, one like the actual Irish bars that stay true to their name, so yeah. it is, but um, no, we just started coming in after the games and I think then Wayne um, had said, you know, we were just always in here and I suppose he was um, probably quite friendly with Danielle as well and he enjoyed <laughs> the crack with us all, so yeah, I think it was really good that they you know, they're sponsored their kids, so it's really generous of them to do, yeah. Yeah, brilliant. And so what is the hope now for John Mitchells? What do you hope to achieve now next year? Oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose, you know, this year it didn't end too well for us. You know, we did try really well, but a lot of the girls had moved away, you know, went their way traveling, the way to Doha and stuff. Um, so we did lose quite a lot of the girls, but we did keep pushing forward. Um, mm. But I suppose next year, we'd, the hope or the dream always is to win like the British Championship. Um, we fell a bit short of that this year. Um, we did go up and we had you know great games in Edinburgh and Glasgow and it just wasn't meant to be for us. But hopefully now next year mm-hmm. we do well and you know hopefully... Yeah. You no, know, yeah. Hopefully, we still like win the league and everything next year. As yeah. usual. <laughs> That's the hope. Yeah. <laughs> and so you must have a lot of the younger girls that maybe are coming up as well. I know we had Kira here earlier. Yeah, yeah. So it's really, really good. That's what I'm, you know, really interested in next mm-hmm. year. A lot of the underage girls will be coming through, and um, we have two of them, Aoife and Anya. Um, their dad would also help us out the training as well. And you know, it's just great to see younger ones coming through because yeah. it probably gives them the motivation to mm-hmm. keep the club going forward as well, especially when there are girls leaving and going traveling. Mm-hmm. It's great just to see, you know, younger ones and they're still motivated and interested to play for like a great club. So great and to see. And so um, Wolf Tones is your rival club, really. Everyone yeah, has that rival club. Say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't even like me saying the name. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about that rivalry. Oh, uh, well, I suppose, I know I've only joined this year, but any game we've been up against them, it's always been a good game, you know. I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, do you know what? We all do get along well. We always have the crack after the games together. Um, but when it comes down to it, you know, we, you always want to beat your rivalry club. Oh, of course. And fortunately, that's, that's it's worked well for us this year. You know, against oh, them. We, how did you get on against them this year? <laughs> yeah, I think one every game against them. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, no, it's been really good. But it's always like a good intense game. You know, no mm-hmm. matter where you're sitting in the league or in championship or anything, it's always a really good game. Um, and it's just it's great to have like competitive games here as well. So yeah, it's great. Yeah. And so for you, Rasheen, is this home now? Yes, I think so. Like <laughs> I'd like to think so. Been here five years. It really doesn't feel like it. Um, yeah. I'd like to think I'll be here for another three or four years, and then maybe go and do a bit of travelling, and then maybe in the near future move back to Ireland. But um, no, it is really great here. There's everything on your doorstep. You know, mm-hmm. you're so close to home if you ever need to go home. But as well, you just have so many friends and cousins and family everything just everything's over here in the cracks here the football's here so you were saying that your brother and your sister are here also yeah yeah so my brother moved over he actually was thinking of going to Belfast all his friends were thinking of going well they all went and I was like look come on you know you're you're missing the if you're not coming over so yeah, yeah he came over there a few weeks ago so 
still be trying to pull them into Lanigans every Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then my sister moved over two years ago in Oxfordshire. She loves it as well. It's just Jeez. brilliant to have, you know, a bit of family over mm-hmm. as well. So it's great. Love it. And so no matter where you go over here, do you feel like if there's a really strong Irish community? Yeah, definitely. Like, um, it doesn't really matter where you go. Like, when I was in work, uh, like any of my clients would be talking to you about you know being in Ireland or Irish history or about they're all of Irish connections you know they're all, all related to someone yeah. um, and then even like we'd be going out to the Irish Centre in Liverpool mm. as well it's great you know to have like Kayleigh's on in there um, like Kayleigh sessions or you know mm. watching the football or just you know I was even out the other night and I was in one of the bars I looked into <laughs> the bridge and had a club orange and BPM yes. and I was buzzing <laughs> I'm at home <laughs> I, I actually was yeah so oh no it's it's great so it's everyone's here's you know Irish mm-hmm. so many Irish bars as well like it's great and just talking about that um, the BPM and everything is there Irish shops that you can go and buy maybe the Lucas Aid and no see there's no there's not one specific place oh God, that's so the many thing to open this. yeah yeah I know I have heard like the Irish Irish centre out the road is like stocks like some I think like potato bread and all that there stuff um, but you have to kind of look around the place right. so I think Usually I'd fly back from Knox, so I'd stock up from there. Yeah, and suitcase full. bring it all, you always have them repressed from the girls, like, bring yeah. me back. Oh God. All the stuff, so no, yeah. Brilliant, well thanks so much for joining us today. We're here in Lanigan's Bar, and I'm delighted to be joined by the manager, Dave. Dave, how are you? I'm all right, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I'm all right, yeah. So what's that accent there I hear? Uh, very proud Dubliner. Oh. But it's been mellowed out by uh, friends from outside of Dublin, so it's, uh, it's a bit more neutral these days. And so how long are you over here in Liverpool? Uh, three and a half years moved over here. Yeah, very settled. Foundations down, house bought. Oh, know. wow. Yeah. So this is home now? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, do you know what? I'm a very patriotic Irish man, but being a Dubliner and the house prizes and everything that you know entail, is entailed with that, I've saw more opportunities since I've come here and I, mm. I really hate saying it but I've got more opportunities than I ever had when I was in Ireland and you know yeah. it's, it's a great city it's we're welcomed we're loved you know open arms and uh, yeah why not yeah dead right and so we're here in the bar Lanigan so you're the manager here I am indeed so we're looking out here and there's a, a lot of group of men and women would a lot of them be Irish coming over um, or would they be born and bred here yeah look as mentioned earlier like yeah, to be honest um about 50% at the moment because there's an Irish Bank colony you know uh, seeing out its course we would be getting a lot of tourists in or we'd call them tourists but our own basically coming over mm-hmm. just to one last shindig before the Christmas and all that yeah. but um, but the other 50% would be they may have Scouse accents but their names are McCormick or Byrne or you know they're not Smiths and yeah. you know it's so it'd be their parents that maybe come over years ago parents, grandparents all the way back to 1847 you know all the way back yeah, yeah. my god yeah and some of the stories are harrowing because so us Irish who are you know welcomed with open arms now wasn't so much the case in the 60s and there were derogatory signs and notices outside mm-hmm. places and not just from a socialising point of view but also from a work point of view yeah. you know they were not maybe welcome where others were so that's really changed and the city is it, it's such an open minded city such an and open and you feel very city. welcome here in Lanigans anyway I've never felt unwelcome <laughs> <laughs> that's a good thing it is yeah it is it really is and um, like, I suppose maybe with the training that I received back at home, uh, Irish hospitality is different from anywhere mm-hmm. in the world. 100%. You'll hear many people say that who work in the industry. But also, um, what they do is, uh, I would have called it, they would have betted into you like as a kid. But now that I can fall back on that and see the difference in how hospitality is here, mm-hmm. I say to the staff, I says, you know, a good boy is as important as a hello. 
you yeah. know leave that lasting impression you know Slana Walia you know like Gurumila uh, Mahagut or whatever it is we, we even have the Scouser speaking Irish oh wow <laughs> I know yeah. that's good it's great <laughs> Yeah, and so here, we're obviously here with John Mitchells. So you sponsor them. We do indeed. Mm -hmm. uh, the one thing about Lanigan's and, uh, for example, our pub is red outside, you know, because the pub in Kilkenny is blue and it's just like, you know, kind of uh, just being a bit different. But um, a, lot, a lot of people think that we're a Liverpool LFC pub, you know, yeah. from, a, from a soccer point of view. Mm -hmm. And um, to be honest, we're not. The, the pub happens to be red but so many people gravitate towards this area on, on them kinds of days but we have Man United fans in we have Everton fans in we have Aston Villa fans in when it's soccer mm -hmm. and when it comes to, to Gaelic uh, sports when we have the championship pred predominantly the championship we'll have Donegal jerseys we'll have club jerseys we'll have Cork jerseys we'll like, it's such everyone just comes together and it's, yeah. it's a lovely little hub of activity on them days Brilliant. So then, you would sponsor then other teams here in Liverpool. It's we not do. just we do. John Mitchell's. To be honest, um, from my experience, uh, we started off with the Wolf Tones, uh, mm -hmm. which were really a new club. So and John they're Mi like rivals now, the two of them, a um, little bit. Rivals, is that the right word? <laughs> uh, competitors? <laughs> yeah. Um, because, like, rival to me says something kind of, not negative, but like, you know. I know, ah, on the pitch, rivals. Oh, uh, definitely on the pitch. 100% yeah. on mm -hmm. the pitch. And a um, little bit of glory taken from both sides when uh, they yeah, do a bit of. <laughs> that, that's what drives it, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. That's what drives it. And then when they come in here, then to Lanigan's, it's just. They're all, they're all one they have the crack together I can't speak off the record they're absolute <laughs> animals you're not telling us anything Dave come on I know do you know what um, I think also from not just from the the playing uh, point of view but when they come here even if they've lost you know what I mean and that's a crushing thing to go so far to as far as a final mm -hmm. and then lose like all that preparation and hard work but do you know what for them few hours when they're in here they haven't lost anything they don't care. no, no. we're we're entertaining them they feel entertained and for that little small kind of moment you know they haven't lost yeah. they wake up the next morning might be might be a little bit different and so then for do you play the Sunday game and stuff would people be in watching the championship yeah. so we do Sunday game live live feed uh, and then also with commentary right the way through so we don't interrupt it with music but also um, you know when the ads come on uh, at break time and you see like you know Bordemona ad or uh, you know yeah. like a Barry's Tea ad and people are going I remember that. Like, uh, oh, bring them back. Might bring my mom to send me over a pack of potatoes or something like. But um, no, speaking of potatoes, like even in here, we have we have Barry's tea in here. We have potato crisps in here. We have it might be plastic to some people, but to me, you know, I want to get club milks in. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just want people to feel when I walk in that door. I'm not in England and I'm not being derogatory mm -hmm. towards English people or yeah. to the nation it's a, it's a great place mm -hmm. to live when I walk in that door I'm at, I'm at home Yeah. and I think that's how the, the players feel when they come in but that's so nice. with our sponsorship of the Wolf Tones men and women um, the uh, the ladies of uh, John Mitchells we also look after uh, Liverpool John Moore's uh, University as well oh, wow. slightly because we want to give out a message lads we get it we like it too and we are supporting the games exactly we it's know how hard it is for ye yeah. you know to get this up off the ground if mm -hmm. we can help in any way we're, of course we're going to help yeah of course and that's amazing and then obviously as we've seen out this evening like a lot of the girls will be in and you know you'll reap the rewards in in ways of them coming in having the absolutely yeah. there's no doubt about it there is like a double edge to that sword or there's another side to that coin definitely mm -hmm. you know they do come in and they spend well mm -hmm. but but they need that help too but then when they're in you know there's also that moment where Wayne or one of the other owners will turn around and go you know what they look after us really well throw up this throw up that aside yeah. from the sponsorship you know so like I think from my perspective 
it's that welcoming feeling, you know, mm-hmm. it's that really false road, you know, it's that real, you know, we know you're not at home, but, you know, feel like you're at home, yeah. you know, whilst you're here. Yeah, definitely. It's great. I love it. And so, What's your experience since you came here? Well, now I'm only a few hours in, <laughs> so this is the first place I've been in. Oh, actually, do you know what? I lie. I was actually probably in a, a rival bar up the road there for coffee. We're not rivals, it's a brethren. Oh, right. We good support stuff. each other. So it was O'Neill's up the road here. Yeah. We had coffee in there this morning. Definitely not a rival. Happy days. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we're going to see what the crack is here tonight. Now Dude. we know there's live music on. There is. Uh, I think the music starts about six or seven tonight. Um, huge emphasis on sports. So like I know I mentioned soccer earlier on. Rugby tomorrow morning, nine o'clock. Yeah. You know, unfortunately the Irish won't be in it. But the All Blacks might, uh, you know, kind of rectify that for us. Were you open then for um, the Rugby, the World Cup when Ireland were playing? 8 a.m.? Yeah. Oh, we, we have a license that begins at 8 a.m. Oh, it finishes right. at 2 a.m. So when there isn't a need, we don't. Mm-hmm. What's the point? Yeah. But uh, when there is, we do. Yeah. Um, Conor McGregor don't like the. the mm, anyway, we won't go too deep on that. That's but all right. uh, <laughs> either way, uh, when he has fought, mm. uh, we've stayed open until yeah. six in the morning just to show mm-hmm. the. Brilliant. The fights. Well, thanks, Emil, for joining us. Today. You're absolutely mad. Thank you. <laughs> Do you know what? Nice to meet you. Yeah, And I hope you yeah. enjoy Liverpool. Yes, I will. We'll have a few drinks later now. Have a great time in Lanigan's. <laughs> thanks, You're all Emil. welcome. Thank, Thank you. you.